What is man? What is man? About a cracked vessel. Yeah. Born to die. I, I was just reading Genesis 3.22. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> he says he must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. You know, it's just an interesting thing that God created man to know, to not know good and evil. So initially we were conceived to just be dumb. <laughs> dumb as hell. Complete morons. <laughs> <laughs> Never growing old. Just a bunch of Peter Pans. I, I think, like, I'm really surprised that none of the trad morons want to go back to that. Like, why why can't we go back to before we ate from the forbidden fruit? That is a good point. Like, if you're going to be, if you're going to hearken back to, a, like, an idealized time, like, let's not go back to the 1920s. Let's go back to pre-fall of man. Pre-fall. <laughs> when we were all just walking around, like, <laughs> kind and... Eating all the fruits we wanted, except the one. Well, that's what I don't understand. So, like, were Adam and Eve sucking and fucking before they ate the fruit, or is that sin? Because they weren't married yet, you know. Well, but they realized they were naked and had to put like fig leaves over their shit too. So maybe everybody was sucking and fucking, but nobody thought of it as like mm. verboten, you know. You so it was just like it was just like a fuck fest. It was like maybe it was like like a extremely wholesome version of like a sex club. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like everybody's nerd. like sucking and fucking their wife <laughs> side by side and just been like Hey Jeff, great cop. It was a normal sex club is what you're saying. Like it was not weird or nerdy. No no sex guy stuff, just like normal guys sucking and fucking side by side. And, and they saw nothing wrong with it. No. It didn't even like register as like, you know. What kind maybe of... they were just trying to sire an air, you know, and like it did it in a communal space, but What kind of God would create such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of perverted We've never really dug into the nature of Yahweh himself, have we? Well, I just find it interesting. That verse is so fascinating to me. It's like like humans were not meant to know good and evil. Like we really were supposed to be. We were supposed to be himbos. What happened, man? We were supposed That's to be true, fucking. We're himbos. all supposed to be like jacked and sinewy, and like, yeah, having full access to the garden. And now I gotta pay like kids that actually like us. I have to have neuroses and penis envy and anxiety, all just because. They decided to eat. Like I've got a goddamn apple. <laughs> I have to pay for that. An apple's not even that great of a fruit. I mean, seriously, like that's really the <laughs> the biggest. Traffic. I mean, like if it was like watermelon, I'd be like, all right, bro, I get it. Like, you know, too good, too good to pass up. But an apple being the forbidden fruit is a little. 
You just, you just. Well, they were you dumb. Risked it all, you risked it all for an extremely mid fruit. They probably would not have known how to eat a watermelon, though. Because they were stupid as fuck. That's why it had to be an apple. It had to be a fruit that you could bite into because, like, <laughs> they wouldn't have known. It wouldn't have been, like, an onion. Like, what if it was an onion? <laughs> or... What does the Bible say about the characteristics of that fruit? Or did everything just go black all of a sudden when they took that first bite? You mean, like, the universe around them went black? Like, the sky goes black, and God goes, My God, what did you do? <laughs> Well, I like, I like the verse that the way it sets it up is that God says, "Behold, the man has become like one of us." So it's like he's calling him out. God's calling him out, not calling him in. He's calling him out in front of all of his boys. Behold, the dumbass. Maybe that's what the scripture that when Jesus said, "Are you not gods?" which is controversial, nobody ever talks about. Yes, maybe what makes us gods is not being you know omnipotent or any of the other characteristics we ascribe to god maybe it's just knowing good and evil good knowing good fruit we were hungry <laughs> no no one <laughs> they're developing an appreciation for just you know something i can go it is kind of a funny concept to think that something i can go snag a bushel from kroger for four bucks damned us to <laughs> yeah. eternal hell behold Behold, gather round. I'd even let them have a juicy peach. <laughs> a juicy peach, I think, might have been worth, you know. A juice box. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, picked a Capri Sun off. Behold, man drank the forbidden Capri Sun. That's the contradiction. The contradiction is that we became stupid, or I'm sorry, we became smart through an act of stupidity. That's true. You know, maybe that's where we get. Damn, man, a lot of things are clicking for me this morning. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we had to uh, do a dumb thing. You know, when they always say like, when you do something dumb, you just try to learn from it. Yeah, and uh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's like that's a universal truth that we got smart and developed <laughs> object permanence and <laughs> sentience and. <laughs> I just imagine all of us a bunch of grown toddlers just walking around the garden. Well, I was, I was just thinking about that because, like, also, what age were Adam and Eve when they were, like, you know? Yeah, they weren't babies. They didn't like grow. You know what I mean? That's that's a good point. A- Eve was made from Adam's rib, so like, so he was a little older. Age gap. Yeah. There is an age gap here. Do you think was when uh, God took Adam's rib to make Eve, do you think he could suck his own dick at that point? <laughs> He's like, you don't need on to one make, side. You don't like need to side. make anything, <laughs> boss. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's a, it's now, Adam, we're gonna take your you're gonna take your rib and give it to Eve, but don't be tempted to, you know. He's like, What? Well, I don't I don't know. I'm 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 just a boy. <laughs> Do all of us have our own individual fall? Like, I have friends who I obviously have kids, but very few of them are actually, like, practicing Christians. Like, maybe they believe in God just kind of abstractly, but they're not really, like, that dialed in. Like, you know how, like, when a baby loses its first tooth or gets its first haircut, 
you put that in the scrapbook. Is there yeah. like our parents keeping track of the first sin? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what yeah. if you manage what if what if it's like what if you have a life you know how like in baseball there's like a, a no hitter? And like yeah. as the innings grind on, it becomes more and more of like a oh shit, is he really gonna do it? Is he really gonna do it? It's like Is he gonna do it? Seventh yeah. inning, eighth inning, ninth inning. Like what if what if parents are watching their kids, they're like nine, ten, eleven years old, they're like, Oh shit, he, he still hasn't sinned yet. Have you has don't say anything but have you noticed like none that I can see <laughs> he's a perfect child like that then, they don't know that like he's got the second life as he's got like a whole second family he's like committing me, infidelity he's nine meanwhile meanwhile I uh, I read that a six year old shot a teacher in Virginia and then when asked her comments said uh, I shot the bitch dead <laughs> what yeah, that was not. Didn't that wasn't uplifting this morning? Well, that's the thing. It's like kids are becoming more. It like back in the day, like five hundred years ago, you were already a grown man by the time you were like eight, because you like had to work the fields and milk yeah, the cows. People ascended to thrones at like age eleven and shit like that. Right. It's like, are we you know, like me, for example? <laughs> like you, that, that's true. I forgot about when that happened. King of Appalachia. That was crazy when that happened to you. Yeah, my coronation at age eleven. Yeah, who could forget it? <laughs> um, you know how like they when you're coronated in Britain, they have all this weird, like the scepter of Galgamesh or whatever, like that. You know, they have those weird items. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, and then you get those like fatty sausage fingers. Like that's what happens. And people think that's like a hereditary condition or like high blood pressure. It's not. It just happens when you get coronated. It's just what happens when you become coronated. It happened to me too. Did it? Yeah, I got sausage fingies when I got coronated. Actually, I died. did. You long, get any cool money. items like the uh, the golden ramp? It's like a ramp that you pull from the ground. Yeah, the golden papa. <laughs> Uh, what else? They gave me a, a, a coonskin cap. Oh, I see. Uh, that was the, yeah. Dude, when you were a kid, a coonskin cap was pretty tight because it had a, like, I always wanted a ponytail so fucking bad when I was a kid. Do you remember when we lived together, you had like a rat's tail you used as a bookmark? <laughs> what was that about? I kind of had a little running gag about that for a while, but I never really yeah. Knew I like bought where that came from. I don't know why, but in college I bought like um like a braided weave type thing that you could put in your hair, and it was it was like not very noticeable. So I in like it would come down kind of like a rat tail, and I used That's it as not... a bookmark. I don't. <laughs> it was <laughs> an not idea. Much I had... more to it than that. It was an idea I had for a while. I was like rat tail bookmarks. Like that'll be a huge hit. That's how we're going to get people to read again in the provinces. <laughs> yeah. It, like you give them a funny novelty item and say, "Hey," and then maybe that's going to bolster them to use it by reading. Yeah. Uh, I lost my train yeah. of thought. Uh, Sorry. We were talking about rat tails. We we're talking about uh, the items you get at coronation. Kings. Oh, I was talking about kids. Like, kids are becoming older at a younger age. And it's not just, like, culturally. Like, this is, like, a problem. Like, kids are having puberty earlier, right? Because of, like, all right, I, I see articles in the New York Times about how, like, 
it's becoming a crisis how they're like having puberty earlier and earlier they think maybe because of hormones and like food and milk and shit i guess mm. but like you would think that like the world we grew up in that would have been the case i feel like there are more food reg regulations now than there were when we were born in the 80s seems like we should have been and you did have some of that my nephew's had a beard since he was like seven <laughs> it's kind of weird <laughs> i had a I had a friend in high school who had like, because they made a sh it was part of our dress code in high school to shave. And I had a friend in high school who like would shave in the mornings, and by the end of the day, he would have a beard, and like teachers would get pissed. They'd send him down to the so, office, and he'd be like, "I shaved just today." Listen, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm Italian, <laughs> I'm Greek. They're like, I was like, I was so jealous. I was like, I, fuck, I wish I had that much tea. Like, Damn. Oh man, I'll never will. It's sad, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Dress codes are bullshit, dude. Do you have dress codes? I code? remember, uh, yeah, we had one. I remember um, <clears throat> my buddy Chris Kinder got sent home by having, he, he used to wear this red dog, remember red dog beer? Yeah. He used to wear a red dog beer shirt to school about every day. And they'd make you turn it inside out, and finally they'd had enough. He every and every time he would wear that shirt again, red dog beer. Is red dog still around? <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen red dog. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even drank a red dog. There is red. Uh, I'm going to say this. I'm not. Uh, there is a chewing tobacco called red. Something. I say you. I, I saw you did the <laughs> Donald Trump hands up, which means that. <laughs> Somebody else did racism. I want to be clear, this is not me doing it. That's the universal sign for that. Yeah, I was talking with a friend about that the other day. It's like, that phrase is extraordinarily offensive. Uh, pretty much as offensive as the Washington football team used to be named. But it'll probably never be changed because like, I feel like only racists still use chewing tobacco. <laughs> Like there, like there's no like no one like woke is going to start using tobacco and be like we have to change the name of this. What if there's a guy that's like has all the correct opinions and everything, but he has a terrible addiction to mail pouch tobacco and his <laughs> his brand of choice is, and he's like very ashamed of it, you know? Yeah, he's <laughs> like, he, yeah, he's just like dips and then like but. Sometimes people catch him like going in and buying that yeah. particular brand. He like goes out of his way to hide it. He like um you know how alcoholics go out of their way to like hide drinking. <laughs> do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, do it. Do I? It's like he he like dumps the tobacco in like Ziploc bags and stuff and carries it around in that. Or like <laughs> he gets big league chew and he puts it in big league chew pouches. <laughs> <laughs> This is what you rot, Adam and Eve. This is what was rot. My Uncle Don, otherwise known as Bulldog, chews that brand. And uh, I remember explicitly uh, Jerry the Barber used to have Jerry's Barbershop, a.k.a. Jerry's Bullshit Shop, because he, <laughs> he had a placard hanging above the waiting room in his barbershop that said Jerry's Bullshit Shop right next to a trophy bass. <laughs> my uncle don famously would go around and like 
he would always have like some tobacco spit coming out of his jaw. Yeah. Like, it was kind of gross, but like, yes. you know. But if you chewed that, that's what it was happening. Yeah. Well, he was, uh, my Uncle Don's kind of been one of those guys that's just kind of always been old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember Jerry telling him one day when he pulled some out, he said, you look like the guy on that package, Don. And that's when my <laughs> Uncle Don said that his mother was a Cherokee. And that's when it first dawned on me that, that like everybody says that. People were you know? fronting. That was your well, it's fr- not necessarily that they were fronting. I thought for a while, I was like, man, we're all Cherokees. That's awesome. Oh, you thought that. Oh, I thought that too. My, my grandpa used to chew that too. Maybe that's why I thought that, because he used to chew that. Huh. He chewed it up until his last days, man. Never stopped. So he was he was still going hard even to like even into that de- unto death. Yeah, he was never like he did it with <laughs> he he, he did, got, it. did he call for one last one last <laughs> chaw before before he he drifted Shuffle. off across the <laughs> just on your deathbed just like give me a pouch please please I need a pack of dip. <laughs> I need to live here. Come on. Uh, chewing that kind of tobacco is a whole different thing from dipping, though. It is, man. It really is. Like I've tried it a few times, and it's like instant. Ugh. Dude, it's it's fucking. It is very. It's not to be fucked with. I dipped for a long time, but that's a whole that's a whole different ball game. Man, what did I can't? When I think about that, I, was like, I can't believe I actually ever did that. <laughs> I mean, everybody in my family. Pretty much every single person in my family uses nicotine in some form. Does your fashion. dad dip? Oh, yeah. He's dipped since he was like 12. <laughs> I thought Bob might have dipped. He just strikes me as a guy that dips. Yeah. Like, just rides around his truck with the spitter all day. <laughs> oh, he did, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I really don't. I feel like every single male in my family uses nicotine. <laughs> some form of it. Um, uh I'll never forget the first time I dipped. You can't forget the first time you dip because you get drunk as hell and usually throw up. Yeah. I was on the lifeguard stand and <clears throat> Elijah Garrett handed me a, uh you know, a Snooze. lip of I, I, No, it was uh Grizzly Wintergreen. Oh, it was like loose leaf? Like you you had the uh no, long no, cut? No, 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 no. Well yeah, I did the long cut, but he also dipped the fine cut, but he was like no, you can't start out on fine cut. Mm. So I just, as a goof, I did that. And I'm sitting there in the hot sun, and I put that in. And about two minutes later, I can't feel my fucking face. <laughs> it's like 97 degrees, 100% humidity. I'm like, I'm like, I have to, like, and then they're just sitting there laughing at me. He goes, no, no, keep it in, keep it in. And I remember keeping it in. I tried to get off the lifeguard stand. <laughs> And it was like, I mean, it was like just my appendages were made out of spaghetti noodles. It's like, like I kind of just slid down the steps. You know like how skip my shins up. You know how like um, there's that trope about being in a swimming pool and like there's a turd, someone poops and there's a turd and it's like floating by. In your case, it was like oh, a Caddyshack. It was a thing of dip and it was floating in the Whitesburg City pool. And it was like, oh, it was like, no. I get it. I just dip, dude. I went to the bathroom and immediately spit it out and just sit there and just like was just cupping water. But I was so fucked up that 
I had to like hold my hands against the wall like I'm spreading them, getting the cavity searched just to piss. Oh yeah, I have to. I pee like that anyways. Now. <laughs> That's just. <laughs> I, I spread my legs and my arms like I'm getting frisked. <laughs> and I get in there, just <laughs> lean over the toilet and let it ride. Let it ride. Drop my pants to my ankles. <laughs> That's how I pee. So I'm just practicing for what's to come, baby. When your <laughs> girlfriend walks in and catches you. Uh huh. Yeah, I could. I anyway. Long story short, I could. I could. I swear to God, I could drink 16 beers and operate a motor vehicle mm-hmm. better than I could if I was like a newbie dipping for the first time. Yeah, dude, that shit gets you fucked up. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe that was. <laughs> Maybe that was the thing. Like, that's when you. That's really when you lose original sin. Wait, wait, what was original sin, anyways? Was that like your? I just can't remember. I just. <laughs> can't what remember. was? I actually can't think of anything new. I just can't think of anything new. Original sin is the Christian doctrine that holds that humans, through the fact of birth, inherit a tainted nature, with a proclivity to sinful conduct, in need of regeneration. Okay. So that's like saying like the moment you're born, you're because like I don't agree with that. You you can live a purely unsinful life up until the moment you sin. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Theoretically, what do you think's the longest anybody in the modern ages went <laughs> until they sinned for the first time? That that's what I I want to get at the heart of this. Like, there's all these like. There's so much money spent on, like, quote-unquote Christian science. Like, paleontologists who literally go and try to prove that humans, that the world is only 6,000 years old. You know, they literally go and dig up bones in Australia to prove that. I want to conduct a study, a longitudinal study across a lot, like, hundreds of thousands of different people to determine... Like what? Okay, I guess you need like the the median and the mean and the average. Like, what's the average age of the first sin, and what's the longest anyone's gone? What's the earliest you can remember doing wrong? Um, when I was a kid, one time, one of the first things I remember getting in trouble for was taking a sharpie and scribbling all over the car seats. <laughs> I was. I was probably like two or three. I was just very young, and I got. What's the sin there, though? That's a great question. Was that a sin? Anything in the Bible? I mean, you just (laughs) did you know that was wrong? I had a similar experience. I don't know if people people might not remember this. I posted a picture of uh, a cabbage patch doll named Hugh Carmody that belonged to my cousin Adam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember people. Yes. People will notice that there's purple scribblings all over his face. Uh-huh. That was me operating from a position of envy because I wanted my own Hugh Carmine. I wanted my own Cabbage Patch doll, but I didn't have it. Right. So the second that Adam let me play with his, I said, I'll fix this guy's wagon. <laughs> I fucked him up. And we've talked about that for 30 years, about what drove me that day. And the, all I can tell you is that it was just... Pure jealousy is envy. So that was green-eyed monster. Well, that is it a sin? So it seems like in my case, it was pure chaos. I was in. I was being an, an agent of chaos. Is that a sin? That's true. Well, 
No, but the scripture does say that that Satan is the author of confusion. So you were <laughs> you were acting in a satanic manner, fair to say. <laughs> People have also used that to cast aspersions at jazz. <laughs> Can you imagine hearing jazz being like, yeah, that's of the devil. <laughs> like the one, like truly, like that is like the one art form that will unite the Christian dominionists and the white supremacists. I mean, even though like both groups, their beliefs overlap, like they both really hate jazz. They do hate jazz. I don't get it. There was like a thread this week about a Thelonious Monk clip going around. And all these like, oh, I remember, yeah, yeah, these blue check morons were like, "This is the worst thing I've ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> but but try that in a small town is how I know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not even like like that's not even like a good retort to that. It's just no comparison. <laughs> I want to go back to not knowing sin. Like, I want to go, it's like, I want to go back to, like, just acting, okay, so I guess we shouldn't be, we shouldn't act on impulse, because a lot of impulses are bad, um, but I do want to go back to before, because, like, I was talking to a friend about this the other night, he he was like, man, I'm, he's like, I'm, he's like, a, one of my good, my best friends from high school. He's like, do you still struggle with like Christian baggage and shit? And I was like, brother, the fact that's going to ask if you still struggle with masturbation. <laughs> that's one of those like you know Christian teen teens would really we one of the few topics we can really confide in one another. But it's like, hey man, you yeah. It's funny how like we had, had like to... masturbation fellowships. Like yeah, you had to be account. You had to have accountability, and like you would come back from church camp and like. One of your boys would jerk off within like two or three days, and then you'd be like, "Damn!" And then like another one of your boys would like crumble with he would cave within a week or and a half, and then you you and another friend would still be holding out. I never made it the longest. I was always like second to longest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> three have fallen. It's good enough for me to go ahead and. But then you, like, you and then keep... like the guy that always like is like very self righteous because he always knows you're going to cave first. Yes, yes. But like you kind of keep it a secret for a little bit. You're like, you're like fuck. Like immediately afterwards, you're like, god damn it. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it's like that 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 has to do terrible things to your ability to like. Have conflict resolution, be in healthy relationships, have have healthy intimacy. If like your entire like moral system is developed in this, <laughs> it is developed in this like culture and environment where uh, you've got the concept of sin, which obviously facilitates self-loathing. Like sin, sin, the whole thing facilitates self-hatred. Like that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. I remember, um, you know, and I've wrestled with this to this day. I remember the earliest notion of me having sinned was uh, probably around what year did Edward Scissorhands come out? 
like 91 or 90 maybe even 89 I think that was my I think that was my earliest deed because I remember having lust in my heart on that scene where the hairdresser like straddles him in the <laughs> yeah, chair dude. and I remember feeling <laughs> lust for the first time but not really knowing what to do with it I couldn't have been that old I guess probably it's not yeah you were probably like five or something probably like six yeah something like that yeah yeah so and then I used to cuss at my mom when I was little, but that was only because people would put me up to it and I didn't know it was wrong. <laughs> well, another interesting dynamic. If someone puts you up to something, but you don't know it's a sin, can it Innocent. be? Yeah, is it sin? I Listen, I think on the great judgment day, the great God Jehovah is going to have one place to turn for a little help because he's going to have his hands full. He is. He needs to recruit the penultimate court to, <laughs> to really expedite this process. He should contract out with us because there's too many loopholes here. Let us yeah. close the loopholes. I'll go ahead and tell you one. I'll just go ahead and tell you right off the top one I'm close is if somebody puts you up to something, you're innocent. Yes. <laughs> and to a certain point. Now you can't be like 38 and getting put up stuff. But, <laughs> but what if... Okay, okay, yeah, so you just That's going to be my defense if I ever get indicted. Your Honor, <laughs> I've, returned, I've, returned, I've returned to a garden-like mental state. And you say, what do you, what do you mean, Mr. Sexton? And I'm going to say, Pre-fall. that's simple, sir. I operate like under the pretense that we're pre-fall in the Garden of Eden. And then you get and like it, a, an expert who can verify that, you know what I mean, like speak to that. Like, yes, yeah. Your Honor... Uh, Mr. Sexton dim- exhibits some strange psychological delusions. <laughs> see, see, he still thinks that man has not eaten from the apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's operating under the assumption we're still living in a utopia. And then the judge is going to say, this man pan- is clinically insane. The jury looks at you and you're just sitting there smiling, nodding your head like... <laughs> <laughs> you're, are we not <laughs> like they're like to demonstrate your honor witness and the, he pulls up apple out of his pocket and puts it in front of you on the table and you recoil. and i'm just repulsed by it like no get that away from me i can't know the difference between good and evil <laughs> these are questions the penultimate court will have to ultimately decide yeah. I'm going to be uniquely qualified for it because last night I looked into joining the Quakers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting back in the church. Yeah, seems dude. like a Seems like a low-stakes, cool way to have, like, a faith. Yeah, Quakerism? Yeah. Yeah. They're anti-war. They're anti-racism. Yeah. And the services only last an hour, and you just sit in a circle and kind of just look at each other, from what I understand. Silent meditation. I'm sold. It's the perfect church. Sold. Yeah. Yeah, Anything that lasts longer than an hour. No, thank you. Mm -mm. No, thanks. I've not heard Quakers singing. I know they do some singing. I've not heard Quakers singing. But if we got any Quakers or if you were raised Quaker in the audience or friends, I guess is the other term. Hit me up. I'd like to know some more about your your faith. It's all about sincerely. (laughs) It's all about the ratio of singing. To preaching, because well, I noticed they do fit. They only did fifteen minutes of singing. 
Okay, but forty-five minutes of preaching? Oh, I don't know, no, man. No preaching. No, no it's preaching. Open, non, it's unprogrammed. It's all like meditation. There's not a, a clergyman or anything. Damn. So it's, it is like jazz. It's like bop. It's <laughs> like jazz, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm into it. I think I'm gonna check it out. See what it's about. Okay, report back. Cause like where I'm trying to be, it's like forty-five. To fifty-two minutes of singing and songs, and seven to eight minutes of preaching. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we could, yeah, I would even do if we could do at least a half hour of singing, <laughs> and then like fifteen minutes of actual church tops. Yeah. That's like ideal. Forty-five minutes. You don't want to be. Nobody wants to be in church longer than an hour. You can you can pad that out with at least ten to fifteen minutes of shaking hands while the organ's playing. And I don't think there's the anything like that. I don't know. I'm I'm really kind of excited to check it out. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I, honestly, the part of the reason that I actually I'm going to give you a choice. The uh, well, let me just say one more thing about the Quaker thing before okay. we carry on. I I was like really getting into this idea and researching it this morning, and then. <clears throat> It's just like the old devil on your shoulder, you know. There's always going to be temptation. So I'm walking out of the house thinking I'm going to be a Quaker, which is kind of cool. <laughs> You'd and already I, adopted the identity in your head, yeah. Right, like I was, <laughs> you know, how I really came to all this was I was making me a bowl of Quaker instant oats, and I was like, man, that guy's got some serious drip. Like, that's a killer outfit he's got Dude. on there. The hat and the white thing. I was like... Being... Being an adult is so awesome because, like, you really can, with ideologies and religions and identities, develop the same, like, excitement around them that you would have when you were, like, a kid, like, when you got a Tonka truck or big wheel. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a big wheel driver now. Yeah, that's who I am. That's my identity now. It's like, yeah. as an adult, you, like, see the Quaker guy on the oatmeal. You're like, I'm a, I'm a Quaker now. I'm, I'm a Quaker. I've not been to the first friends meeting, but I've decided I'm a Quaker. I'm excited about, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, and I'm morally superior to everybody because I'm a Quaker now. Yeah, I know. It's going to be so tight, like, in a month when I really get into this and just tell everybody I'm a Quaker. Dude, you're going to be morally superior to everybody. Dude, I'm, I'm going to raise my family. As Quakers, it's gonna be so fucking tight. I want to be morally superior, man. I'm jealous. Well, come check us out. <laughs> I'm already proselytizing for the Lexington friends <laughs> friends meeting. I've never even set foot in this church. I'm gonna set foot first time. They're gonna take me aside. Mr. Sexton, you're not a Quaker yet. <laughs> anyway, I walk outside, so I'm riding a spiritual high at the idea that i could be a quaker soon uh-huh i go out and you know whatever you're trying to live right and walk straight and narrow satan will be right there around the corner just trying to lure you back to your old ways and mm-hmm. the way he did it this morning was <clears throat> there was a uh, silver jeep grand cherokee parked out in front of my house and i was like what's that tune coming from there that's kind of groovy and then the guy just cracked the window a little bit, and I saw some smoke rolling out. And I heard, she only want me for my pictures. <laughs> Remember that song, Nelly Pictures? I do, yeah, that song rolled. <laughs> and I said, Satan, that would have been great yesterday, but today I'm a Quaker. 
no thanks. I eat Wheaties and I take my vitamins and say my prayers now. Oh, man. Was that Nelly? Yeah. yeah. Who sang that? Nelly. It was Nelly? Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Well, get on board, uh, Mr. Qu- Quaker. Um, I got one of two things to read. You get to decide. One of them's a little, a bit of a minefield. You know, I don't know how. It, I, I don't know. I was reading it and cringing. The other one is a little more straightforward. Okay, I'll give you the options. The first, the New York Times, Pamela Paul, what we lose to shoplifting. Oh, uh, that's juicy. It's, I mean, it's pretty good. It's, it's oh, got some, I'm licking my chops. Sorry, that's going, I'm going to hear you out. That's going to be a tough one to beat. Um, this, the Wall Street, the, then the other one, we've got the Wall Street Journal, Have We Ruined Sex? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Five writers, let me, let me sell it this Whew. way. Five writers ask whether society has lost its way when it comes to the most intimate of human acts. I guess, like, thematically, that one might be more in line with the original sin, Adam and Eve, saying. And we don't have to read all five. I guess we could read, like, one or two. Perhaps. Yeah, I think let's let's stick thematically... But, yeah, but maybe we'll tackle shoplifting next week. Yeah, but there's more there's more room for getting in trouble with the one about sex. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we will say something in that conversation that will get us yelled at. Just because I've never neither of us have ever had sex. And so we don't know necessarily what the right etiquette is on these just conversations we have original sin you know what i'm saying so like that's true Hmm. it's possible i'll kick it back to you what what say you (laughs) i'm good either way i can do sex or shoplifting (laughs) i don't do either of them anymore i'm a quaker but (laughs) um I guess we could just take one of the sex entries for a spin, and if we like it, we can go into the other ones. That's how it starts, Darren. <laughs> you know, Satan comes to you, he says, yeah, it might feel good, just, you know, you can just back out any time. Before true. you know it, you're on the path to destruction. That's true. Okay, let's do the shoplifting. It seems funnier. No, let's do sex. Let's Don't do you want to do sex? <laughs> I'm torn. I really am torn. Maybe we can hit both in a timely fashion. But um, okay. Well, Andrew Sullivan writes about his is boring. <laughs> oh God, Andrew Sullivan, the writes, world's worst gay. <laughs> Who they recruited for this? His is boring. It's about how uh, all the men he hooks up with that are young don't. No, they just watch too much porn, which is boring. You know, it's like, come on, man. It's like, we've all watched porn, brother. It doesn't really make a difference. Maybe it does. Uh, I don't know. People talk about it like it's like this crisis thing. See, I'm already saying things that are going to get me yelled at. It's a minefield. Somebody yelled at me one day on Twitter because I said, uh, 
If you have a problem with pornography, you might also have a problem with hot sauce. <laughs> and they said, I don't know, man. Brains are weird. This take sucks. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fair. That take, maybe that take does suck. But um, I just don't think that the most divisive force at work in my life was me watching Beaver Busters Volume 14 <laughs> with a bunch of guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, there's one about hookup culture. That one seems boring. There's one about reclaiming the power of repression by Mary Harrington. <laughs> you want to read that one? That one sounds like it could be good. Okay. Well, yeah, let's, let's try that. <clears throat> Sexual Might reproduction. Handy with my new. Yeah. With, with your new Quaker. I don't with... know. The Quakers are wavy gravy. I don't know where they land on sex, but. Well, you're going to figure it out in real time. It's called praxis. There's no theory in Quakerism. You'll, you uh, just... the Quakers might be real into I don't know. Um, okay, Mary Harrington writes, Sexual reproduction is among the most natural and fundamental of our drives. So I doubt we could ever ruin it entirely. But for humans, nothing is ever just natural. It is also cultural. And where sexual culture is concerned, we are in trouble. The sexual revolution that set out to make us freer and more sensuous has, in practice, had the inverse effect. Though the term sexual revolution is associated with the swinging 60s, it was coined three decades earlier by the psychoanalyst Wilhelm Reich. Challenging Freud's view that repression is vital to civilization, Reich thought that utopia could be attained by emancipating human sexuality. Through a fringe figure in the 1930s, he later found an avid audience in the American counterculture, which eagerly embraced his conviction that sexual inhibition was a driver of fascism. Okay, there's a lot of work going on in that paragraph. A lot of assumptions <laughs> being made. Um, since the 60s, progressive America has leaned into the Reichian call for liberation, but to date this has not produced the sensuous socialist utopia he envisaged. Rather, the keenest beneficiary of this liberta- liberation of Eros from the bonds of repression has been the entrepreneurial class, it is not a con- coincidence that the era of sexual liberation was also that of Playboy clubs in a booming porn industry. Okay, man. Okay. You don't think it was like capitalism that did that? It's like not, <laughs> I don't think that like, just because some random obscure dude wrote about sex in the 1930s was like drawing guys with boners on the back of napkins, we suddenly get like Playboy and... Yeah, that set us on a dark path. <laughs> These people, like, it's funny, these people's inability to even recognize the real forces at work at anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, uh, well, they aren't normal about sex, so as a result, they have to see it everywhere. You know what I mean? You know what? You said it. Nobody's normal about sex anymore. Yeah. Nobody likes sex just the right amount. <laughs> the right amount, that's right. <laughs> Either too much or not enough. Yeah. Um, deviance or repression there's a third way I'm a sex third wayist a third positionist (laughs) yeah is the resulting sexual culture hot this is less self evident numerous reports in recent years have indicated Americans are not having more sex but less and this appears to be growing worse with every generation that is true apparently apparently the kids aren't having sex that's kind of concerning it makes me kind of sad but well, also, but also, 
Isn't it weird how much these right wingers are concerned about that? It is kind of weird. Like they yeah. decree all this stuff about pedos running Hollywood and whatever, whatever. And it's like y'all are the ones that are obsessed with kids having sex. Why are kids <laughs> not having sex? You know what I mean? Why do you think it is? Social media. I, my my thought is that my thought is that they are, but the the methodologies of collecting that da- data are extremely flawed. Like, I re- <laughs> wait, you, I guess <laughs> there is something a little strange about <laughs> you know. How do you get the data? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Without being, yeah. Maybe they're looking at like teen pregnancy rates. That's not a good way to determine because maybe kids no. are having more safe sex. Well, I, it's probably honest to God, it's probably about on par of the same thing. I mean, I was having phone sex with girls and like talk, like having erotic chat on ICQ when I was like in middle school and stuff like that. Oh yeah, dude. I, I've told the story of this program probably more than once about uh, getting caught by a girl's mom that was listening in one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess word spread far and wide that I was great at phone sex for my age. (laughs) (laughs) Even the moms wanted in? (laughs) No, no, they didn't want in. They were like, you know, it was just like a perverse curiosity about... (laughs) I gotta hear that sex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I, I got MSN... Messenger and this girl sent me a picture of her boobs, and it took like three hours to download. And I was and you like, waited patient. I was, <laughs> I was, and I was like, dude, held on to them shits like it was gold for years. But like the first time I saw her in person after that, she just was like very shy and didn't even talk to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I was like, what? Same way. Yeah. The girl whose mom caught us having phone sex when we went back to school, like she couldn't even look at me. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, we'll always, we'll always have the summer of 97. Tiger Woods won the Masters. And, uh... Uh-huh. Um... Okay, back to Mary Harrington. She says, far from making the world freer and more sensuous, the drive for sexual openness has neutered pleasure. Escaping the state-mandated sexual industrial complex means not... State-mandated? What the fuck are you talking about? State-mandated? Like, you didn't even earn that in the paragraph. There's nothing previously in this about it being state-mandated. Um... No more public celebrations of sexuality, more private pleasure, no more openness, more intimacy. Handwritten sexed by mail or nothing at all. Okay, this person just wants to literally return to Victorian England. They literally want to return to, like, Middlemarch. There's the best position to take on sex, okay? Mm -hmm. Much has been written and said about it, but ultimately it's a live and let live proposition. Yeah. If you're a little more prudy, that's, that's okay. If you're a little more <laughs> cavalier, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're asexual, that's okay. That preferable. All, uh, preferable. All of it's valid. Yeah. All of it's valid. I, I heard a term aromantic. Is that the same thing as asexual? Does that just mean like you, you can fuck but you can't fall in love? <laughs> that sound that sounds like That's tight. That's so dope. That sounds like the biggest cop out in the like <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, I'd love to make this work, but here's... I've been saddled with the affliction of aromanticism. Which means we I, are can not... enjoy the, I can enjoy the fruit of the vine, but I can never, I can never buy the orchards. I just want to make it clear. I'm sure there are aromantic people in the audience. We are laughing at a misconception of the term, not what it actually yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. Not, Please, I'm not I told making you, fun dude, of anything. We were going to get in trouble in this. Oh, this is fine. This is fine. Um. Uh, let's see. The first entry, Katie Royf. It's called "Back to Escape, Play and Risk." If a woman has a fantasy of being overpowered by a man, is she a patsy playing out a patriarchal script? Dude, I, this 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 prompt is so fucking annoying. Okay, I gotta step in here and just say one thing. This is this has been one of Sexton's maxims for years, and I think it's as true today as it was then. Mm-hmm. Sex is mostly theater. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And some people better actors than others. Right. But but you cannot like sort of pathologize what happens in the bedroom or in a club full of consenting adults or wherever, a food it's... city bathroom, whatever. <laughs> With, like, what's happening in society writ large. I'm sorry. I think that's, like, the stupidest fucking thing in the world. You know what I mean? It's like that Killian Murphy quote where he's the person asked him if he's ever faked an orgasm. And he, and he says yes, and the person's like, did she believe it? And he said, I'm an actor for Christ's sake. So, of course she believed it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be a good actor to fake having a male orgasm. Because there, there's, if there's no bust... You'd be like, oh, no, it's, it, it, I came. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, okay, I'm not going to read that one. The only Damn, one I really was kind of interested in. Just do, fucking, what a gentleman. Do what? Killing he, didn't have to, he didn't have to do that, but you he know. He didn't have to. Um, okay, so our buddy Agnes Callar wrote an entry here. They why did they why did they just form like the worst panel in history for this? <laughs> right, pretty bad. The flatness of consent by Agnes Callard. Yeah, dude, I don't know about this one. I don't. It seemed, it's honestly, I got bad vibes reading this. That's 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 to borrow a phrase from my buddy Frank Kirk. That's hainted. I, yeah, dude, I I got bad vibes reading this because the whole thing is like her trying to obscure the con- the concept of consent. Like she is very visibly not trying to elucidate or clarify the concept of consent. She's literally trying to obscure it. Well, it's par for the course for a woman that tried to cuck her husband with one of her grad students, and the husband was. Uh, not so, not super on board with it. <laughs> How did this person just suddenly pop up out of nowhere? All of a sudden, in like the last year, she's being published everywhere, and her shitty fucking opinions are just everywhere. Everywhere. Sorry. Sorry, uh, sorry about that. Sorry about what? Oh, uh, there was a. Do what? Phone ringing on my end. Oh, you have a phone ring. Sorry. Uh, okay, Agnes writes. How much do we know about sex? <laughs> You know it when we see it. 
we know it when we do it, and we know that it has significance, but when it comes time to state what the significance is, we are much less certain. This pattern is what we know and what we don't know. This pattern in what we know and what we don't know suggests an answer to the question, what is sex? Sex is a ritual. <laughs> I hate this person. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you I hate this person. What is, what do we know about sex, really? <laughs> One of the few topics I think I think the verdict's in on. You know what I mean? Like most people kind of know what's up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least the broad strokes, you know? But as a ritual, though, like, give me a fucking... I mean, okay, so, yeah, like, within the confines of a relationship, uh, it has ritualistic aspects. We should have did shoplift. <laughs> we should have done shoplift. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not too late to bail, dude. <laughs> it's not it's too late to just, just go back from whence we came. <laughs> <laughs> let's finish it out here. Let's let's hear Dr. Callard out. She writes, A ritual is a sequence of behaviors that symbolically enacts an idea. A, sh- a handshake or a bow enacts the idea of mutual acknowledgement. Why did a they wedding enacts... <laughs> why, did they put, why does this person who does the oldest fucking cannard in like hacky writer thing, like, she might as well have said Webster's defines Just ritual literally. as... Why has this person published every fucking where now? Like, is honestly, it is it cause she just comes up with the dumbest shit? I mean, like true, truly, like I am a writer. I do not pay my bills with writing. I would love to. I would love to make enough money from writing to pay my bills. One way you do that is writing for the New Yorker. You know, one person who will never in a million years ever write for the New Yorker, me. You know who does this fucking dipshit, Agnes Kellard. Um, the idea that sex enacts is one of the trickiest, thoroughly reciprocal desire. <laughs> Arist- it, I do have one thing to say before we go. I'm so sorry to hold you up again, but like, was this just like, did they just form this panel and say, okay, let's take the five people with the that have on average produced the worst opinions over the last <laughs> decade? Who had Callard's case over the last six months <laughs> five people who have negative like net negative swag <laughs> net negative swag and also like just the most fucked up opinions mostly uh-huh. about stuff <laughs> yeah yeah uh she writes aristotle asked us to imagine a jo- this is this is a classic example tom of how you're correct this the average person today is smarter than Aristotle. Listen to this hypothetical. It makes no sense. This makes zero fucking sense. Aristotle asks us to imagine a choice between two lovers. The first desperately wants to have sex with you, but can't, while the second can and will, but doesn't really feel like it. Aristotle says that if you are a truly erotic person, you will choose the first. What makes a desire erotic is that it is satisfied simply by being reciprocated. Yeah, okay, why does the person want to have sex with you but can't? And like, why is there only two people like that you can potentially have sex with? Like, why not? What? Why not someone who wants to have sex with you and can? 
and will and does want seems to. like there's there's like other potential partners here you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like why why did you just pick these two what is again the... again further evidence that aristotle was kind of a moron yeah like what is the philosophical import of that no fault of his own i should <laughs> yeah, say he yeah, just didn't have fault. enough information at the yeah, time that's true they just well they surely would have had enough information on sex though by that point yeah, I mean, well, that's true. That's true, I guess. I guess this should not be the enough, one topic they... Not enough, they, though, to know that having sex with boys was bad. So I guess maybe they didn't have enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're echoing a guy that lived in a society that viewed man-boy love as, like, not only okay, but, like, de rigueur. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, this... This shit makes no sense. The idea of consent or continuous consent or continuous enthusiastic consent, those are all two-dimensional projections of the three-dimensional idea of reciprocal desire. It's like, what What are you fucking talking about? What are you... This is like, in this person's mind, she is brilliant. You know what I mean? She thinks she's brilliant. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Then again... When I feel like a lot of times when we read these things, I miss a lot of like subtextual clues because I'm reading it in the moment, yeah. and then like after the fact, people it because like this kind of happened with us with uh, Nanette, and it kind of happened with you and Aaron the first time you guys read that Agnes Callard tourism thing. It's like there's a lot of stuff that I miss. And then, like people who really fucking hate me anyways for some arbitrary reason, like find those things. To then say that yeah, I'm... Yeah, expressing... buddy. Y'all have had the benefit of, like, actually combing over it. <laughs> it's like, we yeah, react I... in real time like <laughs> like heroes, okay? So, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. you're pointing out you're dunking on us, but you're a coward. Right. We are brave. This is, this is very brave. Um. Anyways, she says, That is why consent feels flat or thin as an attempt to capture what sex the ritual is about. It doesn't... It shouldn't surprise us that consent, which is restricted to the domain of what... I just I don't understand what the fuck is being said here. If it's a ritual, usually for a ritual to occur, more than one people have to agree to do it. You know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. like... Which is like, okay... That, Otherwise, then, you're just casting spells. Yeah, it's like, then it's... I guess what I'm saying is that, like, it kind of sounds like she's making an argument in redundancy. It's like... Yes, we know. Okay, so I do accept that it's a ritual, which means that people have to consent to engage in it. Mm. But what she's saying is that, like, she's saying it shouldn't surprise that consent, which is restricted to the main and what can be directly non-symbolically. I can't understand it. I guess I'm just going to go ahead and say I just can't understand it. I'm too smart. I mean, I'm not smart. She's too smart. Yeah, Agnes, Agnes Callard. <laughs> too brilliant for us. I'm too stupid to understand the theory of sex. <laughs> we should, you're right, dude. We should have done shoplifting. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end, though. That's the end. She says, to communicate that idea, we have sex. So, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. I don't think anybody on this panel's really shed new light on anything. <laughs> I don't think I remember. Like I, what I was wanting out of this is like somebody be like, "Listen, there's a new way to have sex we haven't even thought of." <laughs> I'm listening. 
You know what I mean? You got my attention. There's you a got new my way. I thought, I thought, I thought there was some new information. Like I thought, just when you thought we'd cracked the case on this sex thing, somebody had come up with something new. Right, like some way you can achieve orgasm by like rubbing your elbows or your shoulders or something. <laughs> Nothing like that, though. Instead, Nothing like just that. moral panic. <laughs> yeah, you're right, dude. All of the sex stuff never has like new pertinent information that's yeah. useful. Yeah, I was hoping uh, new COVID nineteen infections have an interesting new symptom similar to rabies, where you just have involuntary <laughs> ejaculate. I thought that's what we were getting at. <laughs> nope, nope, just your standard uh, white birth rates. Uh-huh. Uh, people are too into porn. <laughs> And some weird thing about sex is ritual by a very strange person. Yeah, right. The comments on this are fucking ridiculous. Huh. Well, um, okay, we at least need a uh, palate cleanser. Should we do speak your piece? Yeah, let's see what we got this week. Dude, there's some, like, I really do, there is some unhinged shit in speak your piece this week. I feel like it paints a pretty accurate portrayal of life in Letcher County at the moment. I'm calling concerning the cockfights. <laughs> okay, all right. Before you go any further, before you go any further, where is the paper from this week? Letcher County is like completely... Uh, what's? I don't want to say worked up into a moral panic because cockfighting is bad. But it is like the thing on everybody's. It's like the thing on everybody's uh, mind. And in fact, there was an article in the Mountain Eagle, written about cockfighting, that informed me that fifty-seven delegates to the Continental Congress signed a, rev- a resolution discouraging cockfighting in seventeen seventy-four, two years before Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. So chickens have more rights than we do, technically speaking. Is it? As, I mean, God. <laughs> they had a declaration of independence before we did. White males. White landowning males. <laughs> <laughs> even in the, in the grand pecking order of the founding of this country, even the white landowning male came, came just behind the gamecock. <laughs> Anyways, go on. I'm calling concerning the the cockfights. People, it's silly. We humans kill each other every day and we kill chickens every day and eat them. I think it's ridiculous. Leave those people alone. Don't make an issue out of it. If you feel that strongly about it, you should stop eating chicken. A dead chicken is a dead chicken. I I just liked the phrase, don't make an issue out of it. <laughs> Don't make an issue out of it, all right? This is like when I took my uncle to task one time about chicken fighting, and he said, a, a Chicken's not an animal, it's a fowl. <laughs> and I didn't have the heart to go any further with it. I just changed the subject. Just kind of yeah. turned the radio up and changed the subject. <clears throat> Instead of griping, a speak your piece reader suggested the planting flood prone lands. The- the government bought from homeowners needing to rebuild on higher ground as a sort of green belt, I think. A great idea! <laughs> that one, um, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. 
in fact, several speaker pieces this week are kind of entirely nonsensical. Except this one. Velveeta Voldemort Sheeple thought it was so funny <laughs> when he committed so many crimes. They were owning the libs. Well, who's laughing now? Well, Hillary, for one. Oh, boy. Um. Okay. I'm surprised how a certain young woman would walk off and leave her three children and her husband. <laughs> this is to a woman on Line Fork. Lady, you ain't fooling anybody. Everyone knows what you're doing. You just haven't gotten caught yet. You sit all day while people wait on you. What the hell is wrong with you? You act like you're better than anyone else. Uh, there are two specifically actually there's a couple more go back to the very beginning I got you I've never seen trees cut the way Asplund is done up here on Adam's branch they were supposed to cut the trees down instead they only cut the limbs off and left the big trees standing so they'll fall on a power line I've never seen the beat in my life I believe even I could do better if I had a chainsaw. I'm sorry, but Asplund really disappointed the people of Adam's Branch. It's a shame. It's a crying shame. You read and speak your piece about everybody complaining about the court system turning the addicts and drug dealers loose. Well, it's those who rat that they turn loose. Look at that thing in Seco that has been turned loose. I don't know the number of times. Drive this county and look how dirty it is now. You can't hire anyone to cut weeds or grass or any of that type of work. That's so Why true. don't they put these damn jailbirds out keeping the roads cleaned of weeds and trash so they can earn their keep while they're in jail? They do literally do that. To the judges, get off the pot. <laughs> okay. I wonder if they meant in the sense of sh- like shit or get off the pot or like if he thinks that the judges the are ganja. So, so, such stoners they are making bad decisions. They're on reefer. Okay, you don't have to read um, a whole lot more, but you do have to read the one that is right next to the very first one. Starts with "I'm sending a direct message." You have to read this because, well, I'll just let you figure it out on your own. Oh, second. Oh, okay. I'm sending a direct message to a woman who was on the Babe Ison Cemetery degrading our family by doing what she was doing. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, sister, if I catch you back over there again doing what you were doing, you won't drive out of there. You'll walk out of there. Bottom line. (laughs) You want to do your hanky-panky? Do it over where you live. Don't come around here and around my dad and degrade him. (laughs) Maybe he wants to be degraded. (laughs) I like the love this sentence. Don't come around my dad. I mean, wait, fuck you. I mean, it's like. So, is he really going to get away with stealing over a hundred thousand from a church? Are you kidding? That's crazy. That's a horrible reflection of our judicial system or the lack thereof here in Letcher County. If you can't do your job, you need to step down and let someone who cares about the job itself take over. Mm. Crime is a crime is a crime, and forgiveness is not the job of the courts. It's a shame and a disgrace. What if the thief didn't have family wealthy enough to pay the money back? Would they still have to 
try to bypass prosecution. Mr. Prosecutor, do the job you were voted in to do or get the hell out of office. Shame on you. Do you know what that's referencing? Well, is that right? I was wondering. I don't know either. I don't know either. Close it out with this one. If you're a far right winger, please answer the question. Is there anything you like about America? You hate blacks, big cities, Tyler Childers, immigrants, Hollywood, Jews, Disney, science, public education, doctors, Bud Light, democracy, the NFL, the NBA, Target, the FBI, (laughs) all women who aren't on a strip pole, the NCAA, diversity, all technology, the Capitol Police, the The truth, the truth, the truth, you hate the very concept of truth, Democrats, gays, any person different from you, poor people, disabled people, and normal Republicans, what I just mentioned is only some of what you hate, I don't have time to list it all, now even though you know not one damn thing about soccer, but you're celebrating because the United States women's soccer team lost a heartbreaker of a game in the World Cup. You far right wingers call yourselves patriots, but you really hate the United States of America and all that makes it great. Such Mike, as, such drop. As the FBI and the Capitol Police. I love that. In truth, um, <laughs> it's like there was a quote this week from Trump that was really funny, where he was like. He's like, I'd rather be in France or something like that. He's like, I, I was, I'd rather, I'd much rather be in France than this place. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, I like, you know, I keep a tabs on a lot of the leftist infighting discourse, and like, it, or and there's also like the whole like patriot social pat socks and all these fucking morons like mega communists or whatever. It's like, you guys realize everybody hates this country. Like, nobody fucking <laughs> likes this country anymore. Like, not even Trump fucking likes it. <laughs> oh. I don't know. The Velveeta Voldemort himself. I'm su- I'm honestly surprised that kind of shit has made it to the speaker piece. Me too. Not a good development. Yeah. All right. I think that about covers it. Please... Once again, don't get mad at us because we chose sex over shoplifting. You would make the same choice. You would make the same choice. Everybody would make the same choice. Everybody would make the same choice. Yeah. It's like you, you, you told me one time, remember when the pandemic kicked off? You said, I said, man, this is going to be crazy. It's going to put a dent in a lot of people's sex lives. And you said, no, it's not. <laughs> you said, if the, if the earth was falling apart from its found, very foundation... <laughs> Lava falling out of the sky. People would be sneaking around trying to get laid. <laughs> That's why I like don't know if I uh, believe the panic that teens just aren't anymore. It's like uh, I didn't have sex as a teenager, and it and it. Hey, and no. How I turned. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but surely, like our way of measuring that is flawed. I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I, uh, I was reading uh, something about how they came up with the uh, the recommended daily allowance of uh, protein. Yeah. Intake. 
Yeah. And how they did it was kind of interesting. They just took a bunch of people that were living in this apartment and measured every like sneeze, every like piece of skin that kind of fell off of them, like drastic, all that kind of stuff, and like weighed it, I guess, and came up with some sort of like thing. Yeah. And that's why we like have to, I think it's like 50 or 60 for the average man grams of protein a day. But basically, it's just a couple people in the Bay Area where every just piece of viscera from their body was <laughs> <laughs> collected and weighed. But how do you do that for sex? I don't <laughs> you know. know. Maybe that's why. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe we there were... should be a recommended daily allowance of sex. Well, you remember when we had to get physicals when we were teenagers? You had to go to the, I don't know. Like if it was play like sports this... or whatever. Yeah, to play sports. I don't know if this was like this where you were at, but they like took us all down to the event center where they had these fucking huge tents. You like literally went into a massive tent and the doctor would fill your nuts. Yeah, and, oh like, yeah. Maybe that's what they were doing. Maybe they weren't really doing it for sports. Maybe they were seeing our nuts, like how much cum we had in them. And that's how Let they me were... tell you how bad it, that was for us. <laughs> we used to make fun of Tyrone because... He would always go to Dr. Rao for his physical, and everybody knew that Dr. Rao like, did the turn and cough thing. Uh-huh. But if you went to Ricky Collins, he skipped that part, so we all went to... <laughs> but like, Tyrone no. opted to go to Dr. Rao. <laughs> Just like, I'm not touching those kids' nuts. <laughs> How weird that they made us do that. I had to do that for band. I didn't even play sports in high school, and they made me do that for band. You had to get a physical to do band? Oh, it's marching band? To do marching band, yeah. Yeah, I guess the reason they do it is so you won't, like, drop dead of, like, you know, some sort of... I think it's hernia. Huh. I think they do it so they make sure you don't have hernia. No, I just meant to get a physical in general that you're healthy enough to... Oh. You so know. you don't have, like, a heart attack like LeBron's son. Yeah, so, or, yeah something crazy like that. Huh. huh. Just, just FYI. There's okay. a reason they were cupping your nuts, buddy. Okay, whatever you say. My theory is that they were trying to determine how much sex we were having. And that's how they know. <laughs> they get to you, and, and the guy just puts his hand under there, and his arm hits the floor. It's like, <laughs> God! Those are the heaviest nuts I've ever felt on a man. <laughs> Uh. <clears throat> okay thanks for listening this week please go if you were one of the people who got booted off patreon for some arbitrary unknown reason i'm just gonna delude myself with the with the possibility that that's what actually happened rather than rather than like accepting that you know people just don't listen to this anymore and don't subscribe i'm gonna say you were probably kicked off so what you should do is you should go back and resubscribe <laughs> You should definitely do it. You Get know. your subscription back today. Take back what's your, what's rightfully yours. Take you know? back what's rightfully yours. And that is feeding me, <laughs> <laughs> paying my bills. Um, okay, so please go pay. Go to Patreon. Uh, www.patreon.com/slash/trillbillyworkersparty. We have a good episode from Sunday. Very good. People were like, you guys should unlock this. Make this free. Unfortunately, homies, uh, since the line has been going down, 
I can't do that. People are going. Well, we got to we got to keep all the best behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're just gonna have to take the fans' word for it that it's good enough to subscribe. So please go subscribe. Uh and uh, in the meantime, I guess we'll see you next time. See you out there, folks. Peace.